You're listening to the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. Now, here's your host, Dean Harris. All right, good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning here at the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. I am your host, Dean Harris. I am with Crestcore Realty over on Summer Avenue. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in this morning. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in on Facebook Live. Uh, you can go to the show's Facebook page, the Memphis Real Estate Hour. Well, it's the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. Man, I'm going to have it saying that over and over again. Uh, I remind you every single show that I am an investor. So if you have that old home that you need to sell quickly, um, it could be run down, burn out, torn up, more damage than what you feel like messing with to fix it up and get it ready. Uh, I'll be happy to get you a cash offer on that home today. So just shoot me an email, dean at crestcore.com, and I'll be happy to uh, get back with you as soon as I can. Uh, Dan Butler's with me today. Dan, how are you? Good morning. Um, Dan, I'm over uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> I remember alive. me? I'm alive. <laughs> um, Dan and I, the last couple of weeks, have been building um, kind of a progression type show where we're, we're talking about getting yourself ready. We did the five C's of credit and being bankable, being bankable. So we're trying to get yourself, get you as an, um, as an individual, uh, ready to invest in whatever market that you're in. Really. It doesn't necessarily, what we're talking about doesn't necessarily focus on just in Memphis. It's, it That's applies right. here, but I mean, you could really take this information and apply it anywhere. Um, so Maybe let's be Memphis and Jackson. Yeah, you know, anywhere like Jackson, <laughs> Jackson Tennessee. Tennessee yeah. So Memphis. if you want to apply there, we can help you. Um, so let's review just for yeah. a second, Dan. We'll dive right into this and just get started. Um, getting yourself ready to be a real estate investor. Um, you know, kind of briefly talk about what are some of the first things that, that we spoke about over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, just kind of recap. I mean, I thought it was good just to, <clears throat> you know, it's not a get rich quick thing. You know, it's yep. a marathon, not a sprint. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you get into it, out of it, what you put into it. That's you know, with a that's, lot of things. But you yeah. know, that's that's kind of where that get rich quick. It's not a get rich quick. That's where it, you know, kind of comes from. Like, you got to pour pour in the extra effort. Yep. It's not going to just come to you. Just you know, rain money from the this sky. This is not rain a natural thing. This is not something no. you're born with. No, you, you've got to learn it. You got to build and work. You know. Now we all have strengths within. Yeah. What we do within real estate investing. That's part of what we talked about a couple weeks ago. Just finding your your niche of what you're really good at and sticking to that i mean you know and let others you know leveraging others to help you get you know and we'll talk about that more in the the next segment but yep. um you know it's not, don't take emotion out of it you know you are going to have losses of some sort that's one thing i that i like to stick that just for two seconds I, yeah. you're gonna fail yeah i did my very first one it was terrible you're gonna fail you shouldn't have failed but I I'm should not have. No, I mean, but it is the <laughs> that truth. house is worth. You made you made twenty grand. Yeah, I'm about to list it again. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, that's hilarious. Today. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, no, it. it uh, uh, yeah, and he's made. He's making money. He's making money. Yeah, if I'd have held on to it, I'd have doubled it. But yeah, yeah. it's it's. Um, I, I failed. It was horrible. Yeah. I didn't listen. I didn't do the right thing. I, I skimped. I've told the story a hundred times. I had an eighty five hundred dollar rehab. I did sixty two hundred dollars worth and paid for it. Just yeah. maintenance calls over the next twelve months. It was just yeah. it was miserable. So you will have failures. What else? Um, you know, and it, it things to, to, that you probably need to like think through of what's going to take is, you know, patience, perseverance, your sweat, sweat equity, your money, mm-hmm. focus, you know, I think, you know, as we get into the next segment just, you know, 
picking a lane and sticking to it. I, I spoke after our last radio show, went and spoke to the young investors for, for MIG yeah. mm-hmm. um, at Rail Garden. We had a great time. And I mean, they peppered me for questions for two hours. How many people showed up? About 20. It was a good, good crowd. I mean, you know, 930 at night, they're still going strong, you know, because they're in their 20s and 30s, early 30s. I was like, yeah. I'm 45. I got to go home and go to bed. Did you put down a few brewskis with them? Oh, man. <laughs> I had to answer a lot of I had to stay focused. You. I had to be on top of my game. To, uh, That's right. I mean, they were asking all kinds of questions from financing to property management to find the tenants to, you know, find the right contractors and how much of rehab to do. I mean, they asked some really good questions. So, yeah, which, you know, that's part of this whole radio show is about, I mean, trying to help educate and, you know, take what we've learned and our failures and our mistakes. And yeah. this isn't a, um, you know, pound our chest, you know, here we've made it. Here's what we've done. It's no. more about here's what we <laughs> We shouldn't do. That's what I always tell people. This is what you shouldn't do. Part of what people like about our show. Yeah. And so, you know, another big one for me is just removing your limited beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, I, that, that's been huge for me. And I, I know several, some of our friends that teach on that, kind of that mindset. You know, they spend a lot of time on mindset and just removing that, you know, I can't do this or I don't know how versus I'm going to figure out how. Yeah. Just changing that sentence. Uh, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a few key words allows your mind to start focusing on the solution versus an excuse. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's one thing I see a lot of people do is just make excuses of, well, I don't have any money or I don't know how to find deals or I don't know how to manage or I don't know how to rehab. You know what I mean? Like, okay. So what are you going to do about it? So what are you going to do about it? That's what, going to leave this whole conversation and say, yeah, no, I'm done. I mean, Grant Cardone gives the best in that 10X book. He says, don't, you know, don't let, allow yourself to be the victim. Yeah. And don't allow yourself to be a victim of a circumstance. You know, and Douglas, I talked to, actually literally this morning on our run about uh, just the the sharing knowledge. We, we were talking about one of our friendly competitor peers that, you know, won't do a certain thing because he didn't want others to uh, gain the knowledge and ex- experience. And I'm like, man, you know, how long have we been doing this? You know? Yeah. And out of 90, 100 people, how many people actually take action or massive action? Let's, let's put it that way. Yeah. Not yeah. many. One. So it's really like 1%. Like, you, you know, if you're worried about competitors, mm-hmm. you know, you and I have some lively discussions about this. I mean, to me, I don't, I mean, don't worry about your competitors or who, whatever else is doing. Figure out what you want to do. And, and if you take massive action and do what you say you're going to do, you will go far in this business because most people won't. That is true. I mean, look at real, I mean, we've looked at the, the data from every uh, real estate agency in town and, it's that whole Pareto principle. You know, it's not really 80-20. It's really more like... 90-10. It's 90-10, 95-5 in some instances where... Hey, that applies in our market from a real estate agent perspective like you wouldn't believe. If you yeah. go look at our top agents and their volume, I mean, there's 20 that are consistently up there every single time. No, it just falls off after and that. It falls dramatically. And it's like, what's the that? difference? You know, like... And it's all the things we've been talking about. The massive action, the focus, the grit, the passion, the learning, putting systems and processes in place, all that stuff that... The work ethic is a lot of it, you know, yeah. just the, just the, who really wants to work. I mean, so if you're an investor, it's, you know, you're going to have to work to put, you know, to put this together. So, yeah, which, it's a separation which, of, of the weak and the strong. Well, and I, I can't wait to see how it all plays out. I mean, every brokerage you talk to is putting on new agents like left and right. And it's like, yeah, because they see the shiny object of houses are selling. But man, <clears throat> they're. The MLS is the lowest has been since I think that since I've been in Memphis. Both I don't Tennessee know about you. And Mississippi. It's is, the that, is that is that the lowest since you've been you, you in mean, a real estate agent? You mean agent counter? Active houses. no houses. 
Oh, it's been the lowest for a while. Yeah, so it's the lowest, and now you got agents starting to build back up. Yeah, you know when we had before the downturn, what what was Memphis uh, six or Shelby County six thousand something agents? When I when I got my license in two thousand and two, there were seventy three or seventy four hundred real estate agents. Now I think we're down to thirty one, thirty two hundred. Seventy four hundred down to thirty one hundred, and now it's climbing back up. Yeah, it's, it'll increase now a little bit. You know, and so, but. Still the same. I mean, the the cream has to rise to the top. The people that are going to get after it and, you know. I mean, be, you used to be able, Dan, you used to be able to go to real estate class here and sit in a building and the, the class would be full. Man, there were people sitting on the floor to learn. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, like yeah. there was a built, Ray Bowder had the biggest one. People were on the floor sitting and watching because they wanted to be in the class. Now right. you can't get into a classroom. It all has to be online. No, really? Yeah, no one does it anymore because there's not enough people to do it. Uh, is that why Ray, Ray Bowder went under? Yeah, well, no, but no. that's a whole other story. That's another, yeah. okay. No, but he 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 had um he had a great thing going, man, when people were were diving into real estate, I mean, trying to get into it. So, yeah, no, it it, it definitely changes, and you've, you've certainly got to adapt. Um, biggest yeah. mental yeah. obstacle yeah. Yeah, yeah. is Absolutely. fear. I mean, you know, fear of the unknown, failure of losing everything, mm-hmm. um, uh, losing money. Uh, you know, what losing you the house, losing your reputation, losing credit, all of it, losing your credit. Mm-hmm. You know, like if that's that is the biggest issue. I, I mean, the questions I get, you know, they're not talking about how great the asset's going to right perform or how that you know the house is going to perform. Like they're worried about they're worried about <laughs> what, how the, how the things are going to end up. And so, you, you know, I think we've said that before. Plan, you know. Uh, hope for the best, plan for the worst. Mm-hmm. In your mind, just have your, you know, what's your options? What's your backup strategy? What's the, you know, what's the worst that can happen to you? You're stuck with a $300 mortgage every month, you know, if you buy a yeah. house. And so just think through those kind of things. I mean, you've got to expand your comfort zone in this business, you know. I yeah. mean, Doug's and I are still every day, and I know you are too, expanding your comfort zone. Every day has got to be bigger, you know, uh, change. Uh, trying something new. We call it low cost experiments. You've heard me say that probably a thousand times on the show. You know, I mean, we're, yeah. we're, we're trying something right now. We're going to, uh, you know, try some, uh, a different division. Mm-hmm. Um, actually we got two that we're working on and, and we're just going to tiptoe into it, you know? And, and one thing that, that, that your listeners, our listeners, however you say that, mm-hmm. that this really a game changer for us that we've really kind of tried to shift our mindset. It's not, it's not how, it's who. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were sitting there trying to think about marketing and all that stuff. And it's like, all right, well, we could sit down and try to figure out how to market this and what's this and Google, Google, <laughs> Google ads and who's going to figure that out. And, you know, no, 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 no. Let's figure out who we could partner with, hire, you know, outsource to whatever that, that, you know, best use of time, best use of time. So <clears throat> our time should be finding out the who. Not figuring out the how. Yep. Does that make sense? Yes. You know, yes. so that's the same thing with partner with banks. Don't don't figure out how. Let the, them the, let them help you figure out how to, to get that financing. And when we when you talk about expanding your mm-hmm. your comfort zone, that I, I, you know that hits home to me because you know this radio specifically this radio show was one for me. Right. So mm-hmm. we'll be three years in June doing this, and I never ever ever. <laughs> thought I'd end up on the air talking about real estate or talking about anything. I just, mm-hmm. I don't have any broadcasting background. It just wasn't in my uh, thought process. And then, uh, you know, George here presented me with the opportunity several years ago. And, um, 
it it was something that I was that I shied away from at first. It took me a while to kind of to get over that hump to do it. But now that I'm here doing it, it's changed my percept. It's changed me dramatically from a confidence level and talk and knowing what I'm talking about mm-hmm. from a the way people look at us and our business. You know, I mean, it's really changed. I mean, dramatically. It, you know, we we use this show for several different reasons. We we bring it to our investors. We also use it as a tool when we're marketing just Memphis, you know, when we're yeah. talking about Memphis. So it's changed. So the comfort zone factor for me was enormous. And I want to relay that to all investors. If you're, you know, whatever it may be, it, you know, your, your thing might not be getting on the radio, but you might have something that's outside of your comfort level or, or comfort zone that you need to do to help you expand that. To me, well, that's huge. Oh, I mean, a good example of that for me is this radio show and you ask ask me questions and getting questions for the audience and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and going to that meetup, you know, the other night, I mean, yeah, I'm a little nervous cause you don't know what you're going to be asked, but you get so used to being asked peppered questions that, you know, you, you've, your mind has, has thought through just about everything. You know what I mean? Like I, I, that's one thing I get every day is questions. Oh yeah. All the day long is questions. Yep. I'm very comfortable answering questions. If you yeah. have questions about investing in real estate, that's one thing I'm I'm comfortable with. And some, don't be sometimes I'll say I don't know. I was about to say we don't know sometimes. No, don't we be have sometimes to say, I'll say I don't know. Hey, but I'll go find out for you. And you know, I found myself, you know, and I think you and I are both the same. Like, and I have to be very careful. This is my opinion, you yeah. know. So just just anyway, preface it with that. Preface it. That's right, because you don't want to, you know, because <laughs> you're talking about people's money. So you just want to make sure. That very careful the advice careful. you give them. That's yep. right. All right, let's dive into today's topic here on this this last half hour. Reviewing, I mean, uh, how to accelerate your path into real estate investing. Um, you know, we think we have to, you know, do it to learn and move forward. Um, you know, learning from other successes and failures is is how to is one way to kind of accelerate it. Um, you know, everybody comes to me, you know, a lot of people come to me and they say, you know, how can we push this forward? How can we move a little bit quicker? Um, and, and how can you advance and, and move, you know, faster than the next guy? And, and although fast is okay, um, it's not always the greatest thing to move fast. So I guess acceleration, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily mean moving fast. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, to me, it's got a whole different definition. What is when you think accelerating your path, I mean, I think you get gaining momentum. Go, you know, you're gaining momentum. Yeah. And so, how do you gain momentum quicker? You know, you can go fat out of the gate and buy ten houses tomorrow. Uh, you can go, you know, start flipping two, three houses tomorrow. I mean, there's there's stuff you can yeah go super fast with. But I mean, I think you know what you know for us, I think it's just how do we learn? I mean, I had lunch with my mentor last Wednesday. Semi-retired, you know, I'm still trying to learn from him. Like, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's what we're looking at. How would you, how would you handle this? Mm-hmm. I might not agree with his answer, but he definitely asked the, a lot of questions and, mm-hmm. you know. Helps you think helps in you different think. ways you're not thinking That's right, right. now. Get, get away from everything. Let, let somebody else challenge you, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a business coach. He was with us Friday, and it's kind of the same thing. Like, just challenge us to think differently and think, you know, stop thinking about in the business and then on the business and kind of the same thing. So I've always, and I, and I, you know, kind of parallel to this, I've always loved your fifth story example, you know, when you're talking about Crestcore and what you do and what we do, you know, like mm-hmm. so many people, when you're starting out, you're really on the first floor. Could even say the basement. Could. 
you know, and what we're trying to do is say, we're going to start you on the fifth floor, you know, yeah. but we're going to pour into you. We're going to ask a lot of questions, you know, a- answer a lot of questions, ask you a lot of questions. I mean, we were talking about that yesterday. What's your, what's our ideal client? Yeah. You know, part of that is we want to start, you know, uh, doing surveys on personalities and understand how detailed you are, how social you are, like how, how can we serve you better by knowing who you really are? That's you know? us putting ourselves up on a little bit higher area to help you pull you up, pull you up. That's right. And I tell investors all the time, you know, if, if this is a 20 story building that, that we're in here, you know, from an analogy standpoint, if you're coming to me asking me questions like, uh, you know, how do I get started and what are some of the first, you know, you're just in the infant stages of this. You're, you're just beginning. You're just getting started. Uh, what I always tell investors to do is to go educate yourself, go read some books. I, you know, I'll give you several um, that, that you can go check out. Go listen to podcasts on Bigger Pockets. Listen to the show. Uh, get up on that fifth floor, uh, essentially, before you know we really start diving into strategy and 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 different things that you can do. So, uh, yeah, the, the fifth floor analogy to me is one that helps buying. Buying in the right areas, I mean, to me, accelerating doesn't necessarily mean let's move quicker. Accelerate might also mean building your team. You know, you've got to get some bankers and some closing attorneys, insurance mm-hmm. uh, people. You've got, you know, we've talked about this repeatedly on the show, but um, that might be a way to what you would consider accelerating. You might not buy anything for six months, but you're accelerating your path of success by building the team around you. So mm-hmm. acceleration doesn't always mean let's go buy 10 houses this month. Um, but acceleration in your mind and your actions every day, you know, whether it's, it might not, you know, necessarily be moving quickly like that day, but slower and methodically every day and trying to move towards that. I mean, that, that's, it's considered acceleration as well. Um, yeah. And I think just leaning on others to help, you know, the banks, us, different people, mentors, mm-hmm. uh, MIG, they're going to, you know, help steer you, buy in the right areas, buying it right. You know, having the proper insurance, understanding your taxes, mm-hmm. all that stuff that you can go ahead and kind of, you know, pre-learn, yeah. for lack of better words, just learn before we even start. Like, what's the, you know, what are my pitfalls? What is the, you know, and that's why I send people to our radio a lot, like the top 10 mistakes out-of-state investors make. And they're like, man. A huge show, man. Yeah, they just, huge you know, show. it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that all yeah. this happens to people in like all day, every day, somewhere in town. I mean... Yes. You know, I talked to a guy yesterday who was an appraiser in town. And he gave me his whole story of, you know, all the failures he had. And <laughs> if I can take that knowledge and apply it and tell it others, you know, what to do and not to do. And um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, 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 that's part of it. And then, you know, I, I read something the other day, you know, when you're listening, like our podcast or uh, Bigger Pockets or, you know, um, Dan Sullivan uh, is uh, – Strategic coaching, that's one of our favorites. Douglas and I, is, you know, we're spending a lot of time on those. But, or going to seminars, you know. To me, you got to listen to what a person thought he or she could do. You know, what were they thinking? Listen to their story. Like, that's, you know, you and I were talking about that the other day. Like, stories, to me, is it's so much easier to remember what not to do and what to do. Yeah. So you're thinking about what that person was thinking as they're going through their journey. Yep. How that person did it. What What was the... You know, the what, pit, they accomplished. what they accomplished, what they failed at, what they learned from, you know, what they accomplished. Yeah. And then how do you, how do you apply it to yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, I added that this morning. Just how does that apply to you? Yeah, those are so, things that you can ask when you see someone that's successful or you meet a, a successful investor. Some of those, some of those questions are important for you to be either think in your mind and ask or, or just flat out ask, you know, what, 
what did they do? How how did they do it? And, and, and you know, what were some of the goals that they hit? Mm-hmm. No, that's great. You know, and, and when I was going through this, I was thinking about, um, you know, running a race on your own versus running a, like a relay race. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I did, a like I think in 2011, I did a 52-mile relay race. You did? Yeah, but That's I mean... How many people? Six. Golly. So, but think about that. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, I couldn't even imagine going to do in a 52-mile race, especially the, this was up in the mountains, South Carolina. Hills were just up and down, you know, very vertical. Um, but, so... <laughs> I don't even like the, driving 52 miles. The analogy in that 52-mile race, you know, yeah. I probably would have averaged, I don't know, I would, I would hope for 10, but probably take 12-minute miles. Yeah. All right. But as a team of six, we got that thing done in like, uh, you know, just over eight minute miles, 52 miles with six people. See what I'm saying? Like, so that's where, you know, for people to really think about like doing it alone versus, you know, that's one of our, you know, our sayings we have at the office. You can, you know, go fast, go alone, go farther, go together. Yeah. That's, that's what we're trying to to really hone in on with our team or excuse Mm -hmm. me to the audience is just. Um, you know, that team concept and that partnership concept, that's think of it as a relay race versus doing it on your own. Yeah. If you just think of that analogy alone, that's, that's, that'll help you frame how to, you know, start thinking about your team and building to accelerate your path. That's right. You learning know. and learning and observing from others is a, is a, is a huge point of avoiding stumbling blocks that other people, I'm real proud of this show for that reason. We, we give you a lot of examples on this show of mistakes mm-hmm. i mean you, you've you've talked about them i've talked about mine um you know we're, we're not afraid to tell you how we failed on this show so learn a- avoid those stumbling blocks listen to what we're telling you and don't make the same mistakes i do it every day i mean mm-hmm. i see investors that go in certain areas and certain uh pockets of memphis and west tennessee and i think man you know they, they shouldn't have gone there you know we, we warned them they did i mean i don't so other people have used uh, their own time and money and energy, and, and you should take advantage of that, of the successes and the failures right. uh, to learn uh, you know, some of those mistakes and, and what they've done and what you should not do. Yeah, I mean, there's not much that's happened out there. You know, people have had a tax sale go bad, or they've had a land bank sale where you know, they couldn't get title insurance, or yeah. they, they you know, flipped a house and had a bad contractor. I mean, there's millions of those examples. You know, like, hey, I had a guy last week. I had, we had to pull eight of his listings off the market because he had he bought them every one of them at a tax sale, and, and get, didn't know and didn't the, cure the title. Didn't, didn't understand that part. Didn't understand that part of the process. I mean, my man had eight houses that he had bought for awesome prices. Yeah, had them on the market. I mean, he was literally going to double his money, his investment, but we can't sell them. They don't. They got. They don't have good titles. Right. He's got to spend fifteen hundred bucks, two grand per, a piece per house. Yeah. Per house to get those titles cleaned up. Yeah. And he was like, Dean, I, I don't have that kind of cash sitting around here. I can do that right now. I was like, Well, we got to pull these off the yeah. market. You might as well just take the rent and keep them for a while. And then when you can, can, you can build back up to that. So those are mistakes. I mean, I'm telling you one right there. You know, if you guys buy houses through the tax sale, you got to make sure you clean that title up before you can sell it. Yeah, I mean, when I was at that young investors group, they, I mean, we talked about insurance a lot, and yeah. I was like, "Learn from me, man." You know, when you're starting out, make sure you have replacement insurance because somebody was talking about actual cash value insurance, and that sounds good. Yeah, but learn from us that have made that mistake. You know, you've told that story about your apartment a yeah, hundred times. Just, just replacement costs when you're starting out. Like, if that burns down, you got to be able to build it at eighty, ninety bucks a foot. You can't, you can't rebuild it when. 
you bought it at four. Some people put the insurance on it forty dollars a foot, and that's what they get the insurance for. Well, you're you're going to get forty divided by the market rate of say ninety. Mm-hmm. So whatever that percent forty divided by nine, that's the percentage of the claim. So if it's a hundred thousand dollar claim, you're going to get forty fifty thousand dollars. And that you ain't going to rebuild. Ain't going to rebuild that house. You're going yeah. you're going to be stuck not knowing what to do. So segment two here, guys. Three fundamentals. Uh, once you start your investing, okay. What to buy? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest, or what you buy? I mean, that's the that's the biggest. One of the first questions I get is, you know, where and what. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 half of the investors come to me and they have no idea what they want. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, but they have no idea. They know they want to invest, and they've they've listened to they've some podcasts, some, some friends. They've, and heard they've talked some, to some friends. Yeah, but they, so they like the idea. They like the concept. They yes. like the wealth creation. They yes. like the key little shiny objects. Is what we always yes. say, you know. But they don't have any idea. They haven't gone further to yeah. actually see what performs and what doesn't. Yeah, I mean, I talked to a guy the other day: multifamily, single family, duplex, commercial. I said, man, we got to hone you in, man. And the, inv- and the investor that says it doesn't matter to me, bring me a deal. It's very. I don't. I have to narrow it down. I'm not yeah. saying I'm not going to work with you, but what I'm saying is, like you and I, Mister or Mrs. Investor, have got to. We've got a home zero down. down. Yep. I just want a deal. Well, you know, you want a $3 million deal or you want a $30,000 deal. Those are, you know, clearly two separate things. So we've got to narrow it down on, on, on what you're buying and where. And, you know, I would say with this kind of going back to segment one about learning from others, like you partner with somebody or you're talking to somebody in Memphis or Jackson or, or wherever that you really, you know, you don't just take the first person you called because they did a good marketing job, and then they because they're, they're going they, they've got their own little uh, area they like and rent range they like. You know they're going to try to talk you into that. Like I would just suggest stepping back, maybe talk to some other people. You know, and just really understand. Like, do you really want a six fifty rental? You know, I talked to a guy the other day, and his wife got on the phone. Oh no, 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 no. She's thinking. She's thinking. She's like, I don't want that. I want. I don't want. You know. A lot of stress. I'm like, no, I'm not saying 900,000 is not stress. I'm just saying it's a lot less stress. Mm-hmm. So which one, I mean, there's a potential for more return, you know, so yeah, there's potential. So My, you need to understand, you need to ask questions. You don't, you know, just cause it's been rehabbed and, you know, got a new tenant and all that stuff and it's a $600 rental, you know, just understand what that means, you know? Yeah. So, but, but by asking, you know, so get what price range you want, what rent range you want, what areas, you know, uh, Multifamily, single family. Do you want brick only? Siding? Are you okay with siding? Mm-hmm. You know the age, the beds, the baths. There's all the. I get that know. a lot. Bath. I mean, I get, I get guys that'll bring me two bedroom homes. I mean, there's very few areas in Memphis that I would suggest buying a two bedroom investment. Hmm. Few. Yeah. I know you'll take them wherever, but I mean, not wherever, but I'll take them. Yeah, you'll take them. I, I mean, I've I focused on a couple of you know specific areas with two bedrooms, but you scared. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah, actually, I am. That's right. <laughs> In some areas, yeah, actually, yeah. to be honest with you. Uh, but so what you buy is extremely important in where, and it's something that you need to narrow down. I mean, you don't have to say, hey, I want to buy on these three blocks, mm-hmm. but we need to get it narrowed down to a certain type of product in a certain area, mm-hmm. and then let's focus on getting the best of those products in that area. I always get this from out of state. You know, we've talked about this. 99% of my investors are out-of-state investors, and they all, you know, I have a threshold for them. And, and I always tell it to them. I, I wouldn't go below fifty grand, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't go under seven hundred in rent. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't. It, it, I mean, I have some that do, and I have some that are that pay attention closely to it, and they monitor it, and they're successful with it if they go lower. 
But if you're somewhat passive in this and you're uh, successful in your own private world, uh, and this is going to become a, a second source of revenue and, and income for you, but you're going to remain somewhat passive. Um, I can't tell you how strongly I feel about you not going below 50000 in a price point and 700 um in, in a rental range. So I do get that a lot. You know, from all this, I think, you, you know, we each have to create our own opportunity filter. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really liking that, that, that word filter, funnel, you know, like yep. for everything we do. You know, I, I would listen to podcasts this weekend and, and, you know, when stuff comes up, if it doesn't fall in these five buckets within his life, he doesn't add it or doesn't look at it or doesn't even think about it. You know, kind of the same thing with these houses or multifamily. Like if you yeah. zero in and say, I just want 700 to 1,000 rent, I want 50 to 80,000 house, you know, that's what I tell people like that. I hadn't really put in those words until this morning. That's really the filter that we hand off to you yeah. to find the investors that product because you got to know which direction to go. Yep. You've got to have that filter. So it keeps you with the lens. It's kind of like the horse, uh, yeah. what do you call those things? Blinders. The blinders. Yep. It keeps you focused on just what they want and need. You know? And so our job is to, to not send them that $30,000 house and get them excited. And we don't. Right, and we don't. Yeah. And But the same thing for them. They don't need to be looking out on Zillow and all these other sites, Redfin or whatever it's called, yeah. and finding these houses 30 and then send it to you. It's like no, 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 man. We, I tell that's, them that's not what we talked about. Yeah. You know that. You know it. It keeps you. Um, you know, to me, you start learning more and more about whatever you create that filter. Yeah. You start learning now. You can adjust that filter. We're not saying you certainly can, but you're focused on on, on nine thousand yeah. things versus just a couple, a couple of things right. that you can get good at. That's one thing I pride our broker John and, and, and our team. You know, at Crestcore in the real estate department, I do not. If you come to me and you say I want ninety to one hundred thousand dollars one percenters, I'm not sending you fifty thousand dollars houses or one hundred eighty thousand dollars houses. We get very specific with what we send you. So we're not that kind of company or not that kind of real estate team that you know you're just on a list and every single house that we get in, we send it out to everybody. That's mm-hmm. not it. I try to cater our uh, searches and our and our homes that we send you after what you're looking for. Um, how you buy it? Yeah, I mean, so you love this part. Uh-huh. You love this, how you buy it. How you buy it. Yeah. Um, Your terms. My terms, price and terms, yeah. I mean, think, uh, you know, that the terms, I mean, that's what people need, you know, people are so focused on the price. It's really the terms yeah. that make you buy it right. Mm-hmm. You can pay double, I wouldn't say double, maybe. You can pay a lot more. A lot more for a house if the terms are right. In other words, no interest. Yeah, I mean... One of my mentor's friends, I love that example. He bought East Memphis house 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And the guy wanted 50000 more than what he's willing to pay. Okay, let's just make it zero interest. Well, guess how, how much So, how much principal every month is he paying on that payment? All of it. Ding, All, ding. Every payment. Right, every payment's yeah. 100%. So you quickly make up that 50000 in a year or two, and that curve just takes off super, you know, super fast. So, you know... You can pay a higher price. That's, I mean, that's the point. If you if you find the right investment and have the right terms, you know. But you need to know what the price is, the down payment, the interest rate. Um, you know, do you want occupied or vacant? Closing costs, length of a loan that you have. Mm-hmm. You know, is it five, ten, fifteen, thirty year? All that needs to be put into your kind of analysis of how you know. Because to me, when you find a deal that you like, man, you, once you got that, you know, the opportunity filter kind of got it figured out where you want to be, you know, th- then, then the terms come into play. Hey, you got an example? Yeah. Can you give yeah. me an example of this? 
Because so, I, I love what you're saying because you, it's accurate. But I want, unless we, if you don't have one, that's fine. But no, I mean, here. yeah, I mean, so <clears throat> say you say you had a house at forty thousand dollar purchase price. Okay, you had to put twenty percent down, five percent interest, and a fifteen year amortization. All right, mm-hmm. so that means you had to put eight thousand down on a forty thousand dollar property. Yep, five percent interest, fifteen year amortization. Say it rented for eight hundred. That monthly payment is two hundred fifty-three dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Okay, or I can buy this forty-five. You know, pay forty-five thousand dollars with zero percent down, six percent interest. So if you went from twenty percent down to zero down, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. But you paid five thousand more. Your interest rate went from five to six, but your amortization stayed the same, mm-hmm. and the rent was eight hundred. Now your payment is three seventy-nine seventy-four. Mm-hmm. Which one is a better deal for you? Which one are you taking? Are you asking me that question? Yeah. Um, so recap, $40,000, right. mm-hmm. 20% down, 5% interest, 15-year amortization, 800 rent, which makes it a 253 payment a month. Okay. Or $45,000 purchase. You didn't have to put any money down, 6% interest, because it's got owner fin- financed it for That's you. Right. Mm-hmm. 15-year amortization, $800 rent, and the payments, instead of 253 it's 379 I'm taking the, me personally, I'm taking the zero down. Okay, why? Wow. Uh, for one, I want to keep the cash. Yeah. Two, um, I, one, I want to keep the cash. And number two, you want to keep the cash. And number two, I want to keep the cash <laughs> because I don't. I'm, I follow you guys on this a whole lot. Like, I, if there's a way for me to get into this without having to put money down, then that's what I want to do because that hundred and twenty six dollar difference in a monthly payment doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah. Um, this the, the extra point. And the interest rate doesn't mean anything to me either. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm buying this home in an area where if it's an 800 rental, this is a good solid r- rental pocket. Um, so I assume, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to count for a ton of vacancy. I mean, of course, we'll have some, but I'm going to go with a zero down. Now, now that, that would be for me now. If I get, you know, if I'm five years down the road and I, my portfolio is a lot larger and, um, I, I'm, I have a, you know, a large cash reserve, reserve yeah. that's in there and I get a deal that comes up, then it would make more sense for me at that point to go ahead and put that 20% down and, and try to beat up that principal. Cause my, my main objective is to, to pay these off. So that, that mean you, you hit on a good point. I mean, that's what, for our listeners to think through, like neither one of them is wrong. No, neither one of those examples puts you in the red. No. So I was just kind of doing the numbers. I mean. On an eight hundred dollar rent, we, you know, and this is where you and I probably don't agree. I say fifty percent of theoretical rent is gone. Yeah, I don't go quite that high. So I, I mean, just do it, it, I just do it conservatively. In one two seven, I do. Yeah. So fifty percent sets taxes, insurance, maintenance, management, and what I call vacancy and bad debt. To me, that adds up to about fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Just just off the top. So that leaves you at an eight hundred dollar rent. Four hundred of it's going to those five buckets. So it leaves you the sixth bucket is your mortgage if you have one, if you don't pay all cash. So I've got $400 left on average per month, and one payment's $253, one payment's $379. So what my point is, neither one is wrong. Well, in one example, it's, it's, what you, it's the example you gave. I'm just trying to you know keep my cash somewhere down the line. I'm, I'm going to use that cash either to another investment yep. or I can put down payment on a bigger, you know, property or a package of houses, something that will accelerate my real estate investing, kind of going back to yep. the, the other segment. 
so and it keeps your cash versus the other example is not bad. It gives you a hundred and you know, we hear that yes, I had somebody call me this weekend. I'll tell you about it in a second. He wanted he wanted three hundred dollars cash flow with a mortgage per month. Yeah. And I was like I was like, man, I don't know how to break it to you, but I don't I don't know if that's what price range or what rent range? These that's gonna fi- be tough. Fifty, you know, fifty thousand to eighty thousand. I mean, I don't I just anyway. But with a mortgage, without a mortgage, it's like, man, that's that's four hundred bucks. But anyway, on this, so you're banking one hundred fifty bucks a month. Yeah, times twelve is eighteen hundred bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Pretty conservative, we could say that that's probably going to happen for you. So you're eighteen hundred. So if you look at it that way, you know, um, on eight thousand dollars, let's see what that is divided by eight thousand. That's a 22.5% return on the cash you put in. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's high. So that's high. It's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. So in this example, if that's all you want is a return on the cash, it's actually a pretty good deal. Because some people look at the, at the mortgage as just as, as part of the process. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're only looking for the return on the, on the cash. That's right. Which I don't do that. Uh, so all that to say, neither one of them is a bad example. Mm-mm. Or you know, bad choice. You just got to ch- choose which one's best for you. Best you, for you. You, you. You know, you need to talk to people and understand. You know, like the guy that wanted three hundred dollars a month. I don't know where he was getting that that math. Yeah, he just wanted the math, and maybe that's You're what not it was. See, you didn't see that math anywhere. Yeah, if he just, did. He bought it. Yeah, he wanted that math. I mean, I'm like, I, I just so anyway. I think this is a great, you know. Great example, and I guess we got to finish up, don't we? Yeah, the last thing here, uh, who will help you buy your, your, your team, team and your network? Yep. We, we've talked about this. There's actually a whole show dedicated yeah. on building your team, but who is your team? Who are your strategic partners, yeah. whether it be bankers or insurance agents, attorneys? Um, who helps you find deals? Uh, clearly, we can help you do that, but, I mean, there's there's others that can help you find deals. Um, who are your mentors, mm-hmm. um, and, and who's going to help you make those offers? Do rehab bids, manage them, perform the rehabs? Um, on and on and on, on and on and on. Um, but summarize a little bit. Yeah, you know what do you buy? Your criteria, uh, your opportunity um, to identify potential deals. How do you buy it? Your terms. You love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, determine if it's a if it's a deal or not for you. And then who will help you buy it? Your network. Yep. Uh, your support team and all that. I, I love this segment. I love this show. I mean, I, I love this topic. Um, it, it really helps people. I appreciate you coming in here today, yeah, man, and, and joining us. Um, you guys go to the show's um, uh, the show's Facebook page, the Crestcore Real Estate Hour. Appreciate you guys listening. We will see you next week here on the Crestcore Real Estate Hour.